Hell yeah. I think I did that right. First try. That was beautiful. That was beautiful. <laughs> Welcome to the Heat Check Podcast Live. I am your host, Chris Patrick. With me tonight, of course, Michael Benjamin and the one, the only, the ever-elusive Mr. Tallman. We got the three amigos back in the studio. How you guys doing? Good. Why do you say that every time? Because you're very elusive. Am I that elusive? Okay, that's fine. You're duck. Good. You're, How are you? You're like we pushed the stream back thirty minutes for you. How are you not elusive? Well, I had to, I had to grill some brats. So, <laughs> can you show us that wiener one more time? Yeah, do you, do you see that? So, um, I forgot to buy yogurt buns. <laughs> so no, no, it's just as good, man. Yeah, I'm utilizing a slice of bread. And uh, like as Chris learned earlier, I really like mustard. So he did. Look at that. That's he made nice. me a mustard and salami sandwich, which was oddly good. It was good, right? It hit. It hit right. In a pinch. Yeah. Cody, you're Michael like Benjamin, a, how are you doing, man? Uh, dude, I'm doing great. But Cody, you're like in a constant state of the movie Dodgeball. You're ducking. You're dipping. You're diving. And you're dodging at least twice, but. Well, if, if you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge this podcast. <laughs> it can't be that hard to do, right? I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Elusive Tallman, elusive podcast. That's right. <laughs> but um, yeah. So um, I'm gonna do a quick plug if that's all right with Cody. I know he uh has always has a little bit of a problem with me doing this, but um, we're gonna do this heat check podcast live at least once a week. Uh, we do the Heat Check podcast every uh, month, at least once a month. That's what it started at. But me and Mike were just talking before we launched. We we're trying to get you more content. Uh, we might be launching some more podcasts here very soon in the near future. Uh, and also maybe bringing on some of the other guys that you've seen in the in the roundtables and stuff like that. And then even others, other guests um, that we have in our network that we've been, um, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe have in, in the works. So stick around see what we got but uh i just want to dive right into it of course uh i think we had it here in the in the yeah. title man some news today kevin durant wants out of brooklyn and the phoenix suns are, are on his uh the top of his list <clears throat> after Kyrie signed i thought he would stay to be I honest thought i thought he was I, I thought that meant that he him and him and kd were going to stay in brooklyn and run it back I thought it was um, and to hear that he requested a trade, and on top of that, that Phoenix is on the top of his list. Mm. Phoenix. That's what we've been talking about. Yeah, that's incredible. Dude, when you guys were texting me earlier, and you're like, "I wonder what uh, we're going to be talking about tonight." I should you not. I had not seen anything. Oh, you didn't see it? So you said, I, I, just for the hell of it? Well, just for the hell of it, just to yeah. throw it out there. But maybe his, uh, maybe his, uh, what do you call, his ban was, you know, overturned. But holy shit, man. At this point, didn't... for him to say that he wants the Suns as a first option, you got to make it happen, right? For, in the previous years, in probably the past 20 years, every time a general superstar requests for a trade and they put a certain team at the end like bait it happens so if the suns can't pull this off and figure out a way to really triangulate pieces to certain areas and figure out contracts and whatnot to get him here it's going to be an absolute failure especially now with the statements that have been made so 
Uh, I'm excited to see what's going to be going on the next few days, especially with the DeAndre Ayton saga, kind of seeing if he might sign a, you know, a contract somewhere else and then have the 48 hour window for the Suns to match. I mean, what kind of pieces the Suns are going to have to give up? We're, we're probably going to have to lose some key young guys that we don't want to. But mm-hmm. when you're trading for a player like Kevin Durant, those are the sacrifices that you have to make and have to be willing to make. So, yeah. Yeah. So, and before we dive, sorry, Chris, before we dive into that, you might be soon. Um, so when was the last time the Suns made a splash like that? Chris Paul. Chris Granted, Paul. Yeah. Okay. So that was good. But let's talk before that happened. Have they ever done something like that? Would you say when they got Charles Barkley? Steve Nash. Well, I would say that it probably was Charles Barkley because when the Suns signed Steve Nash, it wasn't really a consensus that he was an MVP level player, right? Because he won two with the Suns. Yeah, he won two MVPs with the Suns. Yeah. He had done really good with the Mavericks and Dirk Nowitzki, had been an all star, but that was the reason why Dallas wasn't willing to re sign him for the long term that the Suns eventually did because they they thought that he was limited and he wasn't going to be able to take them to that next level. So. I would probably say, I mean, yeah, the last big time, big splash that could be on the same level comparative to Kevin Durant is probably Charles Barkley, which is 30 years ago now, you know? It was a long time ago. I mean, older than me or almost as old as me. But you got to just because Chris, Chris, like uh, Charles Barkley never won a championship either. Chris Paul hasn't won a championship. So you can't. The Chris Paul signing is huge. He is in Hall of Fame, sure, first ballot Hall of Famer. Chris Paul, like, so I I agree. Like, Charles Barkley was one of them, but I, Chris Paul was the last one, honestly. Even though he's a little later in his career, he got us to the finals, and then he got us to the second round of the playoffs. I know he fizzled out and shit the bed, but you got to give credit where credit's due. Seven games, and in a series that shouldn't have even gone seven games. Yeah, but but, I mean, yeah, the Chris Paul signing was surprising right we were all surprised that that happened but this is more of a slam dunk crazy like if they can actually pull it off like i mean they're gonna have to sell a lot of stuff to pull it off but like don't you think that we should go all in and not miss this opportunity yeah no we absolutely should and i want to share some of the stuff i've been hearing first um out there first um shout out chevin noon a the valley boys What's in the up, comments. Chef? What's going on, man? We got some uh, some some love in the chat. Love to see it. Thank you for being with us. Um, some of the stuff I don't know, um, Cody. If you were listening to the radio or anything, I was on the drive home, and I think it was Gambo was talking about um, some of the stuff that's come out so far. Where the Suns said that for DeAndre Ayton, they're going to match any offer. So it kind of like Mike was saying, if we come out in the next couple of days and someone gives them an offer, it sounds like the Suns are willing to match it. But is that to use Aiton as a, a, a trade pe- trading piece? But also, on top of that, as another part of that, um, it sounds like from, from what they were saying on 98.7, the Nets are not interested in DeAndre Aiton. So it almost seems like we're going to have to get rid of, if they're going to want Mikel Bridges for Kevin Durant. Mike, are you willing to give up Mikel Bridges for Kevin Durant? Because I know you've been really against that before it got real today. Yeah, I mean... Mikhail Bridges was the one piece that I would be holding on for dear life and trying to work at other people, throw a campaign in there, throw a Jay Crowder, even before today, throw a JaVel McGee, throw anything but Mikhail. The two guys that I really saw as 
really indisposable for this team to get to that next hump where Devin Booker and Mikhail Bridges, just because what each can bring you on both sides. And Mikhail Bridges has a chance to become a two-way star in this league. He still has some things to tweak on his offensive game, but I mean, he's second in all the defensive player of the year yeah. rankings for a reason. Uh, and he's a young core guy who wins at every hard. level that you want to build around. So, but when you start talking about other first ballot Hall of Famers, transcendent, transcendent type of players like a Kevin Durant, you really can't pull anything off of the table except for the one piece of why you're trying to bring Kevin Durant here, which is Devin Booker, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So at this point, you you kind of just have to bite the bullet and say, yeah, whatever we can do, and then try and build around free agency to bring in other pieces that can, you know, really complement these two guys. Well, I guess these three guys, and this would be the perfect situation, like we, we've talking what we've been talking about with Chris Paul becoming your third option and really being kind of a leader of the offense and getting those two main guys really firing on all cylinders and his production kind of just becomes a cherry on top. We don't have to yeah. be waiting for him to show up in games five through seven to really help carry the load to get over the hump in that second round series. Now all of that's on the back of Durant and Booker. So, yeah, yeah. At, at this point, anything's on the table. You just got to get it done, man, especially when the guy says this is where he wants to be. Yeah, no, without a doubt. And one thing that goes along with that, I think, is I want to obviously we want to stay on the Kevin Durant train and we're going to talk about that a bunch. But within that and kind of shaping up this team that we're going to have next year, Cody, uh, your boy, JaVel McGee, just signed a three year $20.1 million deal with the Mavericks. So he's not coming back. No, that, that's disappointing. Does Dude, that mean he's like I a homie know. hopper, man? He's a homie hopper. Yeah, I thought he would have been great. He sees great, the next. Yeah, great substitute for Aiden if they got rid of him. Not yeah. substitute, obviously, it'd be centered by committee, but um, he'd, be, he'd be starting, like, right? Do you guys think if, if Aiden got the sign and trade, got, got out? Don't you think if we kept Javel, don't you think he would start? Oh yeah, Javel. I think yeah. that was the plan. If we got rid of Aiton, we, I mean, at least I think fans thought that Javel would be the at least solid uh, option. But they also, the Suns have kind of come out and said that there's a number of centers that they feel are just as talented as Aiton that they can put in there. So maybe they have a guy in free agency or elsewhere that they that they think yeah. they could bring in. But there's no center that can shoot like he does, which is unfortunate. But but if you have Durant, you don't need a, Durant, you don't need you don't, your center to shoot. You don't need you don't need yeah. shooters exactly. Yeah, like that was yeah, the whole thing. Like if you get that piece, that extra shooter that you need outside of Booker, like then you don't need your you don't need your center to shoot like that. Mm -hmm. So I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, no, for real. And we're we're gonna like I said, we're gonna bounce around here a little bit talking about Durant. That eight that um, Javale McGee deal definitely is a factor. But Mike Chev brings up a good point here. He says that the Bridges contract is friendly uh, for how talented he is. And that's a great point. We got him on like, what, $20 million a year and and for like four years or something like that or three years. And he's only one year into that deal. So that's a lot of a lot we've gotten out of it so far. And to give that up to have to pay Durant probably 30, 35 million a year. Uh, four years, 90 million was bridges yeah okay average salary 22.7 million free agent in 2026 
Yeah. And like Mike said, um, defensive player of the year runner up. And, you know, that's what the Suns really need is a defensive guy. They don't need him to score. But we saw in in the playoffs in that Maverick series, although it was for not, he did show up and have a good scoring game as well on top of being able to show up on the defensive game. So I guess, I don't know, Mike, I, I want you to talk about Mikel Bridges a little bit, but do you think that he's too good of a value to just surrender even for a guy like Kevin Durant? Um, I mean, at this point, with with all the contracts that you have to kind of fluctuate and work around, I think he's going to have to be a piece that gets involved with any kind of trade. I mean, we can start talking about, okay, the Nets – are saying that they don't want DA, so you might have to start getting a third team involved. But for a player of Kevin Durant's caliber, like we've been saying, like it's going to take a boatload to get the Nets to move off of him because he doesn't have a no-trade clause. He has a lot of years still left on his contract, I think four years left. And, you know, everybody in the NBA would be stupid to say you wouldn't want a Kevin Durant on your team. So there's a lot more teams that are trying to work in the background now and say, okay, do we have a really legitimate chance? Um, you know, I was hearing some rumblings that Boston might want to get in play and start working around uh, some of their guys and get uh, Jason Tatum and Durant together. So yikes! it's just the big piece I think that's going to come down to what can factor into this trade is what we have to do with DeAndre Ayton. Because even if he's de- is not dealt to the Nets, I think he's going to be a key component in a third uh, three-team trade, which is probably going to be the way that this has to get done. Um, like with Toronto, if we sign DA to a four or five-year max deal where Toronto has already kind of showed interest, we ship him there, then they send Precious Anunwa to us, and we get Durant from the Nets. And then they send OG Ananobi to the Nets along with a Cam Johnson and a Mikhail Bridges and a bunch of picks. That's a little bit more enticing than sending a DA to the Nets if they already don't want him. So at this point, man, Mikhail's going to probably have to be involved in anything that happens, which is a tough pill to swallow because he's such a key component to the cog and this system yeah. that the Suns have built over the past you know, three years, I'd say, going back to the bubble in 2020. Totally. Um, mm-hmm. don't, so, don't be upset about it, though. I mean, Mikhail, oh, absolutely not. Mikhail's the best defender on the, on the team, no doubt. I mean, obviously, he was runner-up for the award. But Kevin Durant's not a bum either on, def- on defense. Like, he can play defense. So, uh, granted, he's not going to win the Defensive Player of the Year award at, by no means. But, I mean, he's a, you can argue that he's a two-way player. And that would be the one downside is we're losing one of our best defenders, which Mikel is going to be on the best player any given night, whatever team that the Suns are playing. So, I mean, how do you replace that? It's hard to replace, but also Durant is not a bad defender at the same time. But he's not known for defense. He's obviously known for Mm -hmm. I think you – yeah, I think you only get rid of Mikel Bridges if you get Kevin Durant in return. Right now, I think for any other situation outside of something crazy, I wouldn't I wouldn't give up Mikel Bridges for really anyone else. But if there's I mean, a way where we can keep – go for it. Oh, sorry, Chris. I, I, I think Cody brings up a really good point. I mean, they can be interchangeable to a, a, to a certain extent on the defensive end. 
Um, I mean, I like Durant's length. He's pretty much a seven footer who they say is six nine, which is just absolute bullshit. Dude, he's I like mean, stretched <laughs> motherfucking Armstrong. <laughs> so he has he's probably lengthier than Mikhail. Uh, the one thing that I could see from that oh, yeah. is you know, in the past couple of years, so much of Mikhail's energy has been, had to be expended on the defensive end because he was the guy that they would look to to be that primary ball stopper for the you know main ball handler like a Luka Doncic, like a even like a Stephen Curry, putting him out there and expending all of his en- energy there. So like in uh, round two after game five where he explodes for thirty one points, that man is probably sucking down wind just trying to you know use his energy on the defensive end he doesn't have anything to give on the offense so hopefully that's something that kevin durant can come into where he can give up a little bit more to devin booker to a chris paul on the offensive end where he can have that extra energy to use on the defensive end because you know these guys in the nba especially these high profile scores they don't want to freaking play defense half the time man you know, that's where they gain their energy yeah. back to go back on the offensive end, get in their bag, and go get 35, you know? So we'll see how it goes if it really happens. But Yeah, I, I think, um, Davey, are you talking about uh, DeAndre Ayton hasn't had any energy to develop offensively a rebound <laughs> or Mikel Bridges? You can talk about Mikel. I think Mikel, yeah, yeah. Um, well, that, but that's the thing. Like, we don't really need, we don't need Mikel to, yeah, Mikel. He just said Mikel. Yeah, we don't, yeah. but we don't, that's been kind of unfortunate for him. We don't really need him to, to take the offensive possession because Booker and Chris Paul in our backcourt is so heavy in it. But then you, and that's, and then you have to loop in Aiton as almost the third option. So Mikel is getting those garbage time buckets, those fourth, the fourth, fifth option on the court at any given time. So yeah, that's tough. And that's another, like, We've talked about it with like joking about Aiton's going to go somewhere else and flourish, but that that could be another thing with Mikel. Like maybe he, maybe Mikel goes somewhere else in this trade or even Brooklyn, and he and he just explodes offensively, and he's like a 20, 20 a night kind of guy, um, and he locks it up on the defensive end at well as well. But uh, yeah, I don't think you get rid of Mikel unless it's for Kevin Durant. But looking at that contract uh it's like you guys said four four more years left on it it's 40 basically 43 million dollars for this year and then in the final year it's 53 million dollars so that puts us in the luxury tax yeah cody do you think do you think that uh that uh robert sarver would pay the luxury tax and blow it all up to to get a guy like kevin durant he would be dumb not to I mean, when was the last time the Suns won the NBA championship? Never. Say it, never. Okay. So this is that opportunity where if you bring this guy in, and granted, don't sell the entire farm to get him. Don't throw the kitchen sink at him, obviously. I mean, I think Chris Paul and Booker, people are not, like, they're, can't touch them. They're staying. But anybody else, go for it. Because you're going all in to get a chance to win. A championship which i think mm-hmm. they could so i think if he was smart enough because think about as an owner i mean how how many uh how many benefits come from winning a championship it's so he's gonna make a lot of money so if he does that if he does the the luxury tax whatever I, he should spend the money to get what he wants to do so 
he should he should do it i think he should i think he will I, if, it's, if it's uh viable right the other factor you have to start thinking about too is what's going to happen with this espn report and everything that happened last year with you know was it sexual misconduct or treatment in the workplace whatever kind of racism oh for uh, sarver with robert yeah. sarver things, i know. mean if he has a good um publicity team you know he, he i'd be starting to think about any way to get this team to the mountaintop because then you can keep your focuses on other things like a winning it makes franchise, that disappear real right? quick okay and this is also i mean a man who when i was a ball boy for the first time in 2004 was when he bought the team you know we've gotten only to certain levels but never passed it and it was the first time as a franchise owner last year uh was his first time to an nba finals right you at this point you got to think to yourself okay i've I have years under my belt. I've seen what's happened. I've had different types of GMs like Steve Kerr's bitch ass. And now we have a good core unit with James Jones and a coach with like Monty Williams. You know, it's all in time, man. It's all in time. But the other thing in the whole grand scheme of all this to think about is, man, aren't we blessed? We're finally blessed to have problems like this, where an absolute top five superstar player for the past 15 years wants to come to the Valley and play in Phoenix. And my goodness, you better be shaking the hand of Devin Booker because it really is on the back of him. And I'm so proud that as like right before free agency started, they already said the ink's almost dry with that extension from Devin Booker. So props to them for not uh, dragging their feet and understanding the man who really deserves the praise and going through all the mud that we've had to for, you know, his first seven, eight years. And now we're reaping yeah. the benefits of it. Well, isn't that always what it's been? It's been, hey, let's have a homegrown talent that's good enough that we can attract superstars like Kim Durant that want to come here and play with yeah. Devin Booker. So, yeah, like you said, Mike, that's it's. It's probably all on him. The reason I why Kevin Durant wants to come here, probably a little bit of Chris Paul too, because obviously, oh, definitely Chris, Chris Paul. Paul's the man. Uh, but like, it's it's amazing. Like, Devin Booker started that, and he did that for us. So, um, I really hope it works out. Yeah, no, absolutely, Mike. And I I started I listened to the old man in the three uh, this week. I started checking that out. JJ Reddick's podcast. Um, and I listened to the one he did actually did with uh, Kevin Durant and uh, both of their co the co-hosts that they do it with, and that was a really good listen. Cody, did you hear? Did you check that out? Was that the one where he was like saying all that good stuff about book? Basically, yeah. Like uh, yeah. JJ Redick asked Kevin Durant, "Who's the guy that you like watching in the league right now?" Or something. Devin Booker, yeah. His favorite his favorite player to watch in the league right now is Devin Booker. Both said that they liked watching Book. Yeah. They just said he, his game is so pretty. He, makes you know scoring looks effortless so it's like he, on everything else all the good stuff kevin durant's ever set, ha, had to say about book in the past um the fact that he's been spotted at sanderson ford here um, i was gonna say is that is this, that is, the, this is happening oh my this god this is definitely not photoshopped this is the type of shit you find on reddit um that's amazing what is he buying an f-150 Oh, there's a couple Mustangs. There's like three, four Mustangs behind him in that picture. So, dude, there's, there's a Mustang Maki. 
Dude, there's got, no way he'd be able to fit in a Mustang, man. Come no, on. No, no, no. Gambo sold it to him. Gambo sold him the Mustang? Yeah, oh. Gambo loves Mach-E. His Mustang Mach-E, so he sold it to him. He'll have to do uh he'll have to take out like the back seat and get it all uh, souped <laughs> up where it's like pushed all the way to the back. <laughs> I feel like I'm pretty sure Shaq has done that a couple of times with some of his like um sedan or no, his uh what was he a sponsor for? Was it Buick? Shaq, was it Buick? yeah, I think it was Buick. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he, he had to get some modified Buicks where he took out the back seat for him to even be able to sit in it <laughs> that's great yeah can you imagine well i think shaq's a little bigger than kevin durant <laughs> only by a little bit though not by yeah just like bigger but like height like they're yeah. pretty close like shaq was yeah. a straight up seven foot or set was he seven one i think it's seven one right i don't know either way like mike was saying earlier like they under yeah, they under list they under list kevin durant's height too much. What is this? What is going on here? Um, is he's it... getting smacked. <laughs> it looks. His mom is looking lovingly into his eyes. Yeah. I... Oh wow! I didn't. I didn't catch this earlier. Did Did you guys see this press conference? Mission is accomplished. That... Is that Obama? Who is that? It's James, James Jones. Jones. Well, James. With you? <laughs> My second thought was it was uh, Westbrook. It's really small yeah. on my screen. I apologize. <laughs> yeah, no, it's small. It's small on mine too. I think we. I think we only stream in like 720. There we go. That's obviously. I can. I think I can zoom in a little bit, just so you can see James Jones and Kevin Durant. <laughs> oh God, that's. <laughs> so, okay, so, <laughs> but, but that was Obama though Speak on that, uh, college basketball on the carrier, right? Oh. Oh yeah, Rob, that game that was back uh, North Carolina versus Classic. Michigan State. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. That, he was at that one, right? Uh, who, who cares? Doesn't I think so. You, you know who was on that team? Draymond Green. He was on that Michigan State team. Are you, you know serious? Who was, you know who was on that North Carolina team? Former Phoenix Sun. Do you got any? Do you know who that is? North oh. Carolina. Um. No, I don't know. Kendall Marshall. He was going to be garbage. Next, he was going to be the I, next I big that. thing for Steve Nash. Oh, Kendall Marshall is garbage so i i do want to go back a little bit to um what it really is going to take to get this deal done and what really the effect full term is going to be on this roster because i the way that i see it and i really think there's no way this gets done unless it's a three-team trade because now the relationship with DeAndre Ayton has been soured to the point that I don't know if it's salvageable. And obviously, I'd, I'm not hearing any rumblings in the background. But this stuff that's going on right now with KD, I can't expect it to be helping. You know what I mean? Um, Especially with his name attached to it as, as a player that has to be shipped in order to get it done. And the pieces that you're going to have to give up what are you going to be able to get in return possibly secondary if it comes down to a, a three-team trade and what are you going to be able to do in free agency because i know after the uh the nba draft a lot of people were just kind of like oh, okay i mean 
the Suns are in win now mode. You're not going to really be trading up to get draft picks and trying to be building young players that can't fit within this team now and contribute. That's not what you're going to do. And I understand that. I wasn't mad at what happened with the Suns and how they handled draft day. But if you're going to have to go out and you're going to focus all of your energy on a Kevin Durant and it's going to possibly take four major pieces from your team, a Jay Crowder, a Mikhail Bridges, a Cam Johnson, and an eventual DeAndre Ayton that might go with the Nets or go somewhere, and now you've lost JaVale McGee, what do you bring back in order to fit with those guys? Because one of the problems that happened with the Nets last year is, yeah, they have the big two guys to handle, but who backed them up? I know Joe Harris was hurt. Nicholas Claxton can't make any free throws. But what what does this team build around, and how does it really get done to keep them within a contender, a true contender um, spot? I mean, you have those three guys. They're going to be contenders, but I'm talking about quintessential winning team. You put them against anybody, and you trust them to win that series. So I'll pass that to you guys. Yeah, no, that's a that's a great question. Does it seem and you're and this is all in the context of getting Kevin Durant, right? Exactly. Yeah. It's you get like, Kevin Durant yeah. back. What did it take to get to get him? Now who do you bring in to mm-hmm. play alongside of him? Because a lot of your key components like Cam Johnson and Mikhail Bridges are probably gone. So who fits the bill there? Are we are we hoping that campaign is gonna have a bounce back season? Average yeah. thirteen points a game and and six assists when he's on the floor is that a realistic option is Dario Saric finally going to come back um I mean the man had to have arthroscopic surgery in like May I think um or maybe not maybe March March or April I'm not sure but how healthy is he going to be when he comes back there's just a lot of other questions that come into play now where you got to get this done because the man wants to be here and he's a transcendent uh talent but yeah what pieces do you bring in in order to help him out you know yeah cody i'm gonna grab this one real quick because we actually i'm I'm gonna i'm gonna pass it over to you but we me me and cody went golfing this afternoon and we so we chatted a little bit about some of the stuff that was happening and cody's sunscreen at least man did you wear sunscreen i have your sunscreen mike and i did not use it dude Uh, it was probably in your golf bag too. How do you not it, put it, it is, on? It is literally in my golf bag. I, I apologize. And it's and he watched me put on sunscreen. That stuff is the easy stuff to put on, my brother. Come on. Well, don't tell Brianna or Sabrina. Oh, uh, she's gonna. I'm gonna sick her on you, dude. Just do not do watch that. Out. Yeah, I'm gonna tell Sabrina. Please don't. She already hates me. She might. Sabrina might be watching. You busted. Oh. Just outed yourself for not wearing sunscreen, but no. So, so me and Cody were out there, and uh, we were talking about this a little bit. And uh, Mike, you, you bring up a good question: is like, who do you bring in that is going to be able to go with these guys? But what you know right now is that you're going to have your backcourt. You got uh, Devin Booker and Chris Paul, and then you'll have Kevin Durant. So you have three of your five starters deadlock, no problem. So what you do, especially with guys like Chris Paul and Kevin Durant, who are veterans, proven um, in their mid late thirties. You bring you sit all three of those guys down, and you'd he say, "Yep, told you you're busted, busted <laughs> for sure." <laughs> Love that. Here, I can put it up. 
Yeah, Cody's busted. Make sure make sure you wear your sunscreen when you're out in the sun, or Sabrina B will come and find you. She spelled her own name wrong on her YouTube. For shame. You're in for shame. But, but no, um, getting to my point in my long roundabout spiel is you sit these your three best players down. You sit Devin Booker, Chris Paul, and DeAndre. I'm sorry, and Kevin Durant down once you acquire DeAndre, him. Yeah, it was DeAndre. It was DeAndre. But no, fuck DeAndre. And you bring in Kevin Durant and you sit those three guys down with James Jones, maybe Monty Williams even, and you ask those players, who do you want to play with? Because they're this is a new age uh, in the NBA. These guys are all working out together in the offseason, playing in these fun summer leagues and stuff like that, um, playing in the, the Team USA, stuff like that. So you got to bring in guys that they are familiar with and that they want to play with. And I think that's going to be super important, especially with a guy like Kevin Durant, because on J.J. Reddick's podcast, he even said that like he kind of got he, he quote. I think it's this is almost a verbatim quote. He said he got hip to the game and how he he did in early on in Oklahoma City. He didn't feel like he could approach ownership and really make demands on who was being brought in or really have a say in who the players were around him. But once he got hip to the game and saw how it was, he he didn't care what the relationship was with the front office. He was going to go up there and have a say because he knows he's a top five player in this league, even back then with OKC and even now. He is a top five player in this league, and he commands that respect. Devin Booker is a top 10 player in this league. Chris Paul is probably a top 20 player in this league. So you have three of the top 20 players in this league, top 25 players in this league. Like You don't not get their input when it comes to who's bringing or bring, who you're bringing in. So, Mike, I have no clue. Like I don't know who you honestly would go after that these guys would enjoy playing with, but it could be interesting. Does it really matter though when you, if you have Booker, Paul, and Kevin Durant? I mean, I mean of, course, you, of course it matters. It does absolutely because matter, but like I mean, you know, right? And I don't and I don't want the Suns to turn into one of those teams that is just um, waiting for the playoffs to roll around. Like we're rolling in as like a third or fourth seed because we were either resting guys or. But that's that's another thing I worry about, especially with Chris Paul and because um, Mike Kevin Durant's like what thirty four. 32. 34. Only 32? Wait, sorry. Hold on. Cody, if he's 34, I'm going to smack the shit out of you. You're going to drive over here then. I will. Oh, fuck. Come on. Chop, chop. He's 33. 33. When's he turned 34? Oh, 32? Chev says 32. Yeah. All right, Cody doesn't get smacked, I guess. Anyway. Well, he, all right, so he's 33, and he turns 34 September 29th. So he's about so to be 34. He'll, he'll be 34, yeah. It's about when the season starts. Yeah, anyway, with him and Chris Paul, I worry about their durability, and especially given their track record uh, of being injured throughout. I mean, injuries are going to happen, but – Cody, to your point, it does matter who we get to join them because at some point in the season, we're not going to have all three of them. We might just have Booker. We might just have Kevin Durant. For Heaven forbid, we might just have Chris Paul for a stint. And then who are the guys that are going to step up to keep us winning games to have a good seating in the playoffs? Because um, the, the West is only getting tougher. I don't know if you've seen this, but uh, the Clippers are fucking stacked now. They got they Paul George. Kawhi Leonard's healthy John and Wall. John Wall. John Wall, yeah. But John he Wall. Played, he hasn't played basketball in like two years. Yeah. I, I, so whatever. I'll try to Clay Wall Thompson, but he just won a fucking year. championship. 
Yeah, well, whatever. Well, I mean, that's a good point, though, you know? I mean, Clay is obviously the number two option on that team, but Andrew Wiggins stepped his game up to the point where Clay Thompson kind of just fit within the system and, you know, helped them out. It, maybe that can work for John Wall, you know? If he is kind of like a third option behind Kawhi and Paul George, you know, he doesn't have to take on so much of the burden and he can just kind of fill in production from there. I think I, I do want to go back to talking about, okay, so at least through free agency, what are we seeing right now? Or what are some of those players that um, are kind of on the market? And it's crazy because, I, you know, I, free agency began, I think, today at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. But mm -hmm. for the past entire week, all I've been hearing is all these guys signing five-year, $111 million like Jalen uh, Brunson. And I was like, how is, how is this reported? Like, and how is this allowed? I thought there was no tampering, but Wait, so whatever. With your question, are you assuming that Aiton's gone? Aiton, yeah. At this point, we're assuming that Aiton's gone because if you have to, if you're yeah. bringing him, you have to get that contract off the books, the eventual contract that he's going to want because he's mm -hmm. not going to opt into his tender that the so, Suns offered, the 16.2 or 0.4, whatever. Yeah, whatever it um, is. He's going to want something that's closer to a max deal. Unfortunately, if when he goes out into free agency, if he hasn't already, I think he's going to be uh, sorely mistaken for what his numbers are looking at. I don't think anybody's going to be offering him five years, 180, um, mm -hmm. like he wanted from the Suns. But that's besides the point. So I start looking at, you know, who's who's available. And all of these guys have already started to flow, fly off the list. Uh, Jalen Brunson signed with the Knicks today. Anthony Simon signed four years, $100 million today. Well, you, you don't need Jalen Brunson, though, on the Suns. Well, Cody, just let me let me read well, the list. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> let me read the damn list. Okay, go ahead. Uh, Lou Dortz, ASU's own, signed a five-year, $87 million Ooh. contract with OKC today. Uh, Bobby Portis going back to – or no, not going back. Uh, I think I saw reports that he's going to the Warriors. Um, Chris Bouchard back to Toronto. P.J. Tucker, three-year deal with um, Philadelphia. I mean, I started looking at some of these other guys. I mean, Nicholas Patoon is old. Malik Monk, I don't know if that's somebody that I really want. He's going to sign with the Kings. I might be interested a little bit in Kyle Anderson because he's listed at small forward, but he plays bigger. He's a bigger-bodied guy who could probably play power forward and can play on both sides a little bit. You're not going to get too much offensive production from him, but you're not going to need it, right? It's going to be those guys who can come in off the off the bench and really help you out. Lonnie Walker, he signed with the Lakers today. Um, the one that really, really intrigued me was Victor Oladipo. Um, I think he would be a great two-guard off the bench who can create from himself probably get you 16 points a game 16 to 18 if he Wasn't really he the entire last season right but he was a contributor for the heat going down the stretch in those playoffs i mean jimmy butler put him on his back but he <laughs> he definitely helped him out for sure but he sounds like he wants to go and be a starter and get at least 10 to 15 mil a year and that's the money that if you make a trade for kevin durant you're really not going to have those options. You're going to have to start looking at those guys who will take pay cuts in order to play for a winning franchise. And I mean, these guys, I see Joe Ingles. I think I saw some people talking about Kevin Knox, uh, another wing guy from the Knicks who was drafted a couple of years ago, but he's really unproven and lost his um, 
you know, lost his good faith with that team. And I think he ended up getting shipped out. Um, so I, I just don't know who comes along with. But what about well, Ricky Rubio? Do you want to do Ricky Rubio again? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, Mike, I, I started looking at this list also as you're going through it. There's a lot of guys that we could bring back from the the un what, what's the opposite of the glory days? The uh, the dregs of the sun's past. Um, Tony, Tony Warren, TJ Warren, uh, unrestricted free agent out of Indianapolis. Uh, Derek Jones Jr., um, airplane mode, uh, unrestricted free agent from Chicago. Uh, Robin Lopez, even how far back you want to go, Mike? We could keep um, going, man. Jo Josh Jackson is Josh Jackson listed as a shooting guard, or is that a different Josh Jackson? That's got to be the same one. He he was a shooting guard. Yeah, I I saw this name. I saw this today, and it reminded me. Did you guys see the news about Miles Bridges today? Uh, he uh, got arrested. Yeah, what was it the for though? Miles, right? DV, yeah, DV yeah. in California. I'm pretty sure is is all that's been reported so far and that was a guy who early on i think was i at least um kind of like davy was saying in, in the in reddit people were talking about about miles bridges and maybe potential sign and trade there to bring yeah. him over for the eight deal so that seemed that all of a sudden that i think those those rumors kind of quieted down but that it kind of quashes it all out you gotta imagine yeah i think that was yeah those were some of the first initial trade talks that they were or talking about i think uh miles bridges pj washington and maybe some picks for ayton mm -hmm. um, but it's crazy how just a couple weeks man things can change i mean it's the same thing just a couple days man um Kyrie opts back in and everybody thinks it it's it's the gravy train in brooklyn okay they're gonna run it back this time they're gonna get back ben simmons and now i mean obviously we don't know the full effect but is Kevin Durant just done with Kyrie Irving's antics? And, you know, how much of that playoff series where Ben Simmons, it sounded like he was ready to come back and he was finally going to be able to get on the floor and everybody said it was going to be game four that he would he would come back. And then he just sat out. I mean, maybe he's just done with the antics there in, in Brooklyn and, and wants to a fresh start and somewhere where he really thinks that he has another chance to win a ring. And at the same time, it's beautiful to go to a team uh, in the same division as your old team, as the golden state warriors. And if you can beat them, you know, even in the playoffs or win the division and get over them, I mean, that's sweet, sweet redemption. I think, especially now that since the golden state warriors have won a fourth title, and everybody yeah. has said, okay, Steph's resume has been cemented. And every, it's almost like everything that he did with with uh, Kevin Durant, it doesn't matter. Steph is the the guy. He's the great, you know. Yeah, yeah. And, so it's, it, deservedly so. But now mm -hmm. this is Kevin Durant saying, hey, okay, I'm ready to get there. So you guys are saying the same things about me now. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think as far as just real quick to touch on that Warriors point, I think for Steph, it kind of solidifies that um, he's he's that caliber of player. They can kind of hang their hat back on the built, not bought. Um, they have two bought championships with KD and two built championships <laughs> on their own. Um, so they're, it's, they're not bubble champs, but they're like super team champs. Um, but we, we don't we won't put all these asterisks and check marks next to all these chips. It's just ch chips are chips. 
Um, if I know if the Suns got any of those, I would be just as happy. Just like if we get KD right now, that's definitely Booker, Paul, and Durant. That's a super team. Um, but I'm I'm gonna be unashamed about it. But I wanted Mike kind of wanted to go back to what you were saying there just a bit ago in in or ask a question, I guess, because something happened here in Brooklyn where you have all these star players. Even depend on how far you want to go back. They had Irving, Harden, and Durant. You got three, and and at the time, Harden was definitely considered one of the top top guys in the league by by all means. And they hardly played but twenty something games together that whole year that they they were all healthy and, and on the same roster. And then of course Harden gets shipped out to Philadelphia, and Irving was with his restrictions due to the status and the laws and whatnot. But now it's all imploding getting long long story short i almost wonder how much of a part uh steve nash had in this because you saw kyrie irving not have any respect really for steve nash basically saying we don't need a coach um i don't know if harden i saw conspiracy theory (laughs) but i could see durant kind of like durant doesn't need a coach like durant's that smart and that good that he doesn't need a coach i i think he's a little bit more tactful in his approach but do you think Cody, maybe, I'll ask you maybe first so you can get some some say in here edgewise, but do you think that maybe up in Brooklyn, like you just said, like the, the conspiracy, like they kind of colluded against Steve Nash, weren't really like listening to him or, and like that's part of like, because it sounds like Steve Nash is going to be the coach next year and Kevin Durant's like, you know what, fuck that, I don't want any part of that. I, You know, honestly, I, I don't know that much about Steve Nash and, you know, how he was as a coach, but um. The conspiracy theory I saw was that he was doing it and feeding into Durant to make him come back to Phoenix because apparently Steve Nash likes Phoenix. Shocker, right? Um, I don't think it has anything to do with it. I think Durant saw the talent going on in Phoenix and he saw that there's something special. I think he just wants to play, you know, where where he's going to win basketball games. And, yeah. And you can say, like, he just hops around – wherever he wants to go to win games and he doesn't sit through anything tough to try to fight through adversity and be good where he's at. He just jumps around to try to win. Um, But who cares if he comes to Phoenix, I'm all for it. So um, I don't know. I, I know you asked the Steve Nash question. I I didn't have much to say on that. (laughs) No, you're good. Do you have anything else you want to interject real quick on Kevin Durant or the Brooklyn Nets? Well, what gets me is, I mean, Kyrie Irving is a good player, right? And then, like, last year, what, in the playoffs, they got swept by the Celtics? They couldn't even win a game in the playoffs against the Celtics. Last Brandon year, Celtics. this year was when oh, I think they, right, they got me, um, swept by the Celtics. Is, and last yeah, year, they got out by the Bucks in the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah, yeah. So, Which, I, I don't know. I mean, you like, when a... When Durant went to the Nets and Kyrie Irving with the Nets and Harden with the Nets, I was like, okay, well, that's that's the team that the Suns are going to play in the finals. But it never just came to fruition. So right. um, I'm not surprised that he's frustrated by that. But I don't know. I mean, you can buy titles, but if you guys can't play together well, I, I don't know. It doesn't work out. But um, does he fit well on the Suns roster? It's hard to say. What do you What do you think? I think I mean I think you make Kevin Durant work on the roster. Um, <laughs> I agree. <laughs> that's who that's who you're talking about, right? Like, yeah, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah, right? 
Yeah. So yeah, exactly. I, I agree though. Like you can, you can see him as like, you can call him a ring chaser all you want, but I do think he just wants to be on the most competitive team and it's a new era. And I'm maybe I'll be a hypocrite just cause it's the possibility of the Suns being getting Kevin Durant. But like, I, I even talk about, we even talked about a guy like uh, Anthony Davis who had basically, I think he had it just freshly within a year or so signed a deal with the Pelicans and then demand started forcing his way out and alluded to wanting a trade and then full out demanded a trade and forced his way to LA. So it's, it's not uncommon anymore and it's not unheard of. It's just kind of the, the way it is. Um, I would say that you don't really see like the loyalty to any one team like you used to, but in some cases you do like Devin Booker is on the precipice of signing that super max extension. Uh, it seems like he's on, he's trending towards uh, surpassing Larry Fitzgerald as a Valley icon. Um, going back to a conversation we had on the Heat Check podcast, but I believe it. Like if if Devin Booker keeps progressing and transcending and brings a chip to the Valley, hey, hey, Larry was on Madden. Now it sounds like Book's going to be on Two K. Book could I mean, be on that's 2K. that's one step closer. Who was Larry on the cover of Madden with exactly? Oh, shut the hell ah! up, Chris! I don't want to. No, 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 no. 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 No, 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 no. We're not going. That was the best Madden. He wasn't. It wasn't just him on the cover, was it, Mike? It no, he didn't have it alone. No, yeah, it no. wasn't just. Yes, we know. We know. The guy that has a lot of dandruff, right? Yeah, yeah, just like <laughs> Patrick Mahomes. That's you. Um. So I do want to say a little bit about the coaching aspect with Steve Nash. I mean. One of the things that we've seen, I guess I can bring up LeBron as a real specific uh, person that can kind of flow into this conversation, I guess I'm saying here is, you know, guys that have really large personalities and are superstars as well, they kind of tend to take matters into their own hands. I can see that from a Kevin Durant, but I definitely see that more like I'd say James Harden is probably more like that. Um, But um oh man i i don't i I don't think steve nash was ever gonna be like the faulty guy if things broke down there right it was gonna be the big three couldn't mesh together and they couldn't handle the situation because you know lebron won titles with tyron lu and david blatt and were those guys really like main head coach guys yeah i mean point Tyron Lue has made his a name for himself now with the Clippers and props to him. Right. But I could, you know, argue that his first kind of go around with those Cleveland teams, he was just kind of there to keep the um, keep the blow up from basically happening. And that might have been what was going on with Steve Nash. But yeah. I'd say more so it was a downfall of guys didn't know. They, like you said before, uh, Harden, Kyrie, and KD only got 20-something games together. I mean, you can't build any kind of continuity as a unit playing that uh, amount of basketball together. And when you get into the playoffs, you don't even know who's going to be there with you. I mean, and especially before um, the COVID restrictions came down in New York, you were like, okay, Kyrie's never going to be able to play at home. I mean – that's a mental burden that has to be on you if you're Kevin Durant for the entire first half of the season, because you know that every time you're at home, you have to carry the load and it yeah. has to be you. Mm-hmm. 
because at that point, I I mean, I think James Harden was playing okay, but he wasn't putting up numbers like Kyrie. Right. So I I think that could be kind of a, a big thing and maybe all the rumblings about Kyrie wanting to do uh, a United tour with LeBron in LA and then him <laughs> finally was like he opted back in for the 36 and he had his weird comments about coming back and then he was like dude you know what fuck this man i'm done with this shit get me out of here man yeah maybe james traded though yeah maybe james harden knew something that we didn't before yeah maybe maybe with yeah with kevin durant and Kyrie, it might be like yo i i like you you're my homie but i don't want to be on the same team as you anymore like i'm getting out of here but uh guys to shift away from uh the nets a little bit we can we can touch back on it but chef chef brings up a great point here um and i i've been thinking about a little bit he doesn't want to be that guy, but what do the Suns do if they can't get Durant? Uh, and honestly, I think that's kind of an easy question to answer in a lot of then ways. We're going to blame Chev. We'll blame Chev. No. <laughs> Thanks a lot, man. No, but we, we'll, we'll obviously, we'll still have, we won't have given up anything to get Kevin Durant. So we'll still have Miguel Bridges, Cameron Johnson. Um, it sounds like if they're going to match any offer, we're going to bring uh, DeAndre Ayton back to at least keep him as a trade piece. Or even if not, maybe even get a, get rid of him for a guy like Miles Bridges, um, like like I think Davey or, or someone was saying in the chat. Um, but either you look, you either bring Aiton back and make it work, have everyone sing Kumbaya, or you get rid of Aiton. But you still have those other pieces as well, and then you just build on top of that. So it's almost like running it back, but a little bit modified because you'll still have your top two guys. You'll have CP3 and Book, um, Mikel. So those are your top three starters. Then you just got to figure out who's going to play the four and the five. And their the Suns' attitude has been that we can get any center to plug and play at this position. And the forward, the four, the, what used to be the traditional four position is dead. That doesn't exist in the NBA anymore. It's basically oh, you got a one, a three, and a five. And really, you could have five three-position players if they're lengthy and able to handle the ball. Like honestly, you could have five Kevin Durant's out there, and 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 just clone him five times and you would have the best team on earth because he can he's that hybrid guy he can handle it he can pass it he can get to the basket he can shoot from range he can pull up he's a weapon he's lethal and um so bringing that back in cody do you do you think then kind of uh piggybacking off that question um of also what do the Suns do if they can't get durant but would you or and also, would you rather they get Durant, or would you rather they re reload and kind of run it back? Well, well, obviously, I, if you had your choice in a perfect world, I, if you well, if it was Cody's choice, get, in a perfect world, they get Durant and they don't lose okay, anybody easy. in the roster. So that's easy, not going to happen. Right? Okay, so then yeah. what if we don't get Durant? So, then what do you what do, what do you see happening? Kind of, I if they don't get Durant, then oh, it's hard. It's it's hard to say it, but you pay Da, you bring him back. And you run it back with this similar to the roster you had before, and then the year prior to that. I think they they keep DA. They don't get Durant, and they keep DA, and then they they try again. You know, um, is that going to work out as well as it did the last two years? Well, actually, let me take that back. It didn't work out that well this year. Um, but I, I think if they don't get Durant, then they're in that position. Like, who are they going to trade DA for then? Are they like? Are they just gonna dump them off somewhere and get nothing in return for that first overall pick? I think you got to keep them at that point and then just roll with it. You know, like you've been, you were the best, you had the best record in the NBA last year. You went to the finals a year prior to that. Obviously, you're doing something right, so keep them and go for it. 
Like you're not fully running it back, but you're pretty much running it back. Like 90% you're yeah. running it back. So I think they have to sign him, pay him. You can always trade him just because you sign him and you give him 150, 60 million, whatever you can always trade him. So that's what I think. Cody, you bring up so many good points there, man. I mean, we're talking about a team that set a franchise record for wins last year. So if you bring back a core of that, you're probably still looking at a top five, maybe top six seed in the West. I know the West is getting stronger. The Clippers are going to be having Kawhi coming back. I mean, hopefully for their case, um, you add a piece like John Wall. Obviously, you don't know what's going to happen there. But the Mavericks have made moves. They bring in Christian Wood. They bring in JaVale McGee. Um, you know, the West is only going to get stronger. The Warriors seem to be back. I mean, obviously, okay, you have to say that they're back. They won the fucking championship. So yeah, they're, they're back. back. <laughs> um, you know, we'll see what the Lakers do. I know that they're getting older, but the West is always so competitive. But this team set franchise records. And if you're bringing back the same core pieces, I mean, that's just another year on top of each other that this team is going to be able to gel and mesh and play better together. But if we can't um, get anything done with Durant, you sign DA to whatever kind of max deal or match whatever kind of offer sheet he gets out there. You try and mend that relationship. You work through the season, start kind of figuring out what other free agency uh, pickups you can plug and play. You hope for guys to take another step like um, campaign, you know, time to step up. Cam Johnson, time to take that next step to 14 to 16 uh, a night. Uh, do a little bit more on the defensive end. Um, just guys really, really getting involved. And exactly like Davey says, if it doesn't work, DeAndre Ayton is still such a big key piece that a lot of teams will probably want. You can send him at the trade deadline and get pieces back. And that yep. could be the same thing. Say we don't get this worked out with the Nets and the Nets trade Kevin Durant uh, to somewhere else, to like Miami or Miami. Yeah. to or they don't trade him and they keep him the same way and they try and run it back with Kyrie. And then six months from now, everybody's all pissed off and it's not working again. And maybe it's a little bit easier of a trade to work out and other another team might be invested and a little bit more uh, helpful to make a three-team trade work where maybe we do get Kevin Durant down the line because he said that he wants to come in, to Phoenix and play with Devin Booker. Yeah, so and that's not going to change just it, if, if a deal doesn't get done. Exactly. So... There's so many different um, moving pieces that happen uh, if things go this way or not. And there's always opportunities to move your teams around before trade deadlines. So, yeah. Oh, man, it's going to be a whirlwind of the next freaking two weeks. That's for sure. With all with all these domino pieces falling around the league and seeing where all these free agents are going. You know, the one thing for sure, if you're going to try and go after Durant, you got to make it happen probably within the next 48 hours because yes, you got to be aggressive. Got to be aggressive sit. on it. Oh yeah. You need to see but, where you sit and what other moves need to be made. Yeah, no, absolutely. There's a lot of moving parts and yeah, you want to get it done quickly to get Kevin Durant in here so that you can start to figure out what those other moves are that you want to make. Um real quick just going winding it back a little bit to what you were talking about Javel McGee uh going to the Mavericks. <laughs> I just realized, I don't know if this has been pointed out yet, but why does he go to the teams that eliminate his team from the playoffs? That's what I'm saying. I say he's a homie hopper, bro. I'm telling you. 
He loses, and then he goes what to the, the team that freaking beat his ass because he <laughs> wants to try and win again. Hey, I mean, more power to him. That's fine. But, hey, oh, my goodness. Uh, no loyalty. But that's crazy, though, because he's 34. He just turned 34. And so they they shirt him up until he's 37. So, I mean, Mavs, if they he wanted a longer deal, I think the Suns didn't want to give him more than one or two. I think they wanted to give him a one-year deal. I don't even know if a two-year deal was talked about. Yeah, I think they were even questioning doing a two-year deal. So if he can yeah. get his money, especially like you're saying, he's an older player. This is probably kind of the last long-term contract that he can get. Go get mm. your money, big fella. I mean, yep. he doesn't have anything else to prove, man. He's a three-time champion. So, yep, that's true. He's just, wow, he's riding off to into the sunset at this point, man. He's yeah, an Olympian he, too. He is. Is a gold medal Olympian, right? Yeah, gold medal yep. Olympian. Oh so, yeah, was he on the uh, the same team with Durant and uh, Booker? I think he was. Yeah. Had See, uh, dude. You could you couldn't wait a couple of a couple more days, man. Dude, he's got to be kicking himself. Hopefully, United, he's upset. <laughs> My goodness, who knows? You know those guys are all talking though. They have they have a a finger in the breeze, kind of checking the temperature, what's going on. But man, I could do an, a whole another hour talking about Kevin Durant and the Suns. But I know uh, Cody might fall asleep if we do that. Oh, so. Wow. I mean, look at the flags behind them, dude. That's what I'm saying. The difference. Look at us. Like I said, Mike's wearing the the Suns shirt. I'm I'm repping the the throwback kid jersey, and the and the hat. Cody has no Suns gear anywhere in his house. Um, that is right. that is a true statement. Yeah. No, that's okay though, because you you'll be our car you our go to Cardinals guy, and it's no. in, it's it's in the title of this video, so we got to talk about well, it. The thing about it is, there's no good Cardinals news though. <laughs> eh, then you make it good. Yeah. You got a, you got a this coming out this week. Um, I think actually yeah, I just yet. I didn't see the title of the video. What is it? I can't see it right now, actually either. Oh yeah, Ke- Kevin Durant, probably Suns and D Hop and D Hop. D Hop because yeah. I texted D Hop earlier today. Yeah, because he texted D Hop. <laughs> but no, it, it's funny it's funny because obviously a lot of the comments and stuff that come out in training camp are it's all kind of fluff and garbage, but. Uh, just for the, for the sake of it, for the fuck of it. Um, they were talking to Cliff Kingsbury yesterday at camp and uh, Cliff said, we're trying to come up with a great plan that rolls right up to week seven of the season and make sure we're smart about it. But the main thing I don't want to do is ramp up. I'm sorry. The main thing I don't want him to do is ramp up, make a bunch of plays in training camp, do this practice really hard. And then six week he's not doing for six weeks. He's not doing anything. So, it sounds like they're playing it smart, you know, kind of managing his reps in camp right now, understanding that he's going to have six weeks, I think, away from the team, right? He can't even be at practice or anything during the suspension. Do either of you know if that's how that usually works? I, you know, I don't actually know that. Mike? Um, I, uh, you can't hold me to it, but I'm pretty sure suspensions mean you can't, like, be in the facility during a certain like time frame so i don't know if it means he can go to training camp or not i imagine it would be i i think usually yes i think yeah usually um they do let you go to train it's weird they they let you go to training camp but i think then yeah you can't during the regular season you can't be in the in the locker room which is stupid i think that's kind of dumb but well he said he's still trying to get it down but it's like Mm. he came out because he did 
Yeah, you remember when Patrick Peterson was suspended for his shit? He was like, the stories came out where he was like up in Flagstaff doing like conditioning training all the fucking time and like trying to stay in shape and like, oh, wasn't the best shape. It was like, well, of course, Patrick Peterson came back and was still a bum. So <laughs> I don't know. I mean, we can, we can talk about it. Like, are, how much are you worried about those first six games without DeAndre Hopkins? I know a couple episodes back, we went through the schedule and kind of decided they, could go 500 or it could go really bad but it's it's a tough tough slate stuff starting slate to that schedule i'm not worried about it are you guys worried about it i'm a little worried about it yeah i mean to start i mean those first two games are going to be tough against uh kansas city and oakland or oakland las vegas my bad (laughs) oakland they'll always be the oakland raiders um i'm not worried about it I mean, I think they knew about it. I mean, why why would you spend your second round pick on the best tight end in the draft? So what we're probably going to see the first six weeks is a lot of tight end heavy sets. And I expect Ertz and that kid and even a little bit of Max Williams and Marquise Brown to show up a little bit. Hmm. And I think we're going to be fine. I'm I'm not too worried about it. Um, As long as James Conner brings his last year form to this year mm-hmm. and he does what he did and he catches the ball as well as he did out of the backfield. I'm, I'm not too worried about it, but obviously it all comes down to Kyler Murray. So, but I'm not too worried about him not being there. Um, I mean, I am excited to see when D hop does come back to the amount of um, how free, all right, let me take that back. How free Hollywood Brown's going to be when D hops on the field across from him. I mean, come on. Well, who do you put your best defender on? Mm-hmm. Is it DeAndre Hopkins or is it Marquise Brown? You got to put him on D D Hop. It's, it's, it's going to be on D Hop. So I'm I'm excited to see that, but I'm not too worried about the first six first six weeks. I think it's a decent football team, and I, I think we'll be fine. I mean, worst case, we go we go three and three, and then we get D Hop back, and then we make a push at the end of the season. So. Yeah, I'm with you. I'd love to see a little bit. Uh of an end that's different than the past two years where we start off a little bit on a hot streak and then just completely shit the bed and fall apart in the second half. So I wouldn't mind if we start off a little bit shaky and we're like two and three, two and four, and we get our guy back and start putting some wins together. And we finished, we finally finished strong for once with uh, with Kingsbury. Well, that's, that's what I was going to say, Cody. That's been the thing is they can't finish strong. So if you have a mediocre start, yeah. If history repeats itself, yeah, the cliff, you'll, we're going to fall off the cliff and fucking have a shit end of our season. Like you said, it has to be different this time. When you get Hopkins back and you're at full strength, hopefully you still have enough of your key pieces healthy where you can figure – where you can, where we will be able to see what that one-two punch is of Hollywood and Hopkins, having them out there at the same time. That's crazy. Yeah, I'm with Davey. Like, yeah, two and four is scary prospect because I'll take 500. And looking at the schedule, I think that's possible. And that's so crazy because that's only one. That's the difference of one game between two and four and three and three. Yeah. Right. Like, but it's so different. And that's the same with like a playoff series. Like, think about a playoff series. If you like, that's that's the end of the series. If you're two and four, I know it's not the same thing exactly. But like when when you talk about having be typically or historically being front runners the past couple seasons with Cliff Kingsbury, where we come out hot, we have a good start and then fizzle and fart out and just are not in any sort of form by the end of the season. It makes you nervous. And, but, but 
just thinking out loud here, that could be the spark they need. Maybe right around that six, seven game mark is when they would normally start to kind of hit that downgrade, but you get an injection of DeAndre Hopkins and it might might reignite the whole offense if they're having any trouble. What do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, two and four is obviously not ideal. All right. But Chiefs, we're going to get any Rams, kind of... Panthers. Say it again, Cody. What? Chiefs, Raiders, Rams, Panthers, Eagles, Seahawks. So... Seahawks, Eagles are a win for sure. I don't know. You sure? I mean, the Eagles are we getting better. We did it last time. Year. I said the Eagles were going to beat the Cardinals. Yeah, the Eagles are getting better this year. I mean, the Rams just won the Super Bowl. They're yeah. They're going to the Chiefs be are the fucking Chiefs good again. The Chiefs will find a way, but that's that's one of those games where it's kind of like, um, it's a feel it out game for both teams, right? You have different rosters. You're going to have to see really what you're made of, um, and you know, Pat has lost one of his key weapons in Tyreek Hill, so he's going to have to have other guys step up, like. Um, Oh my Kelsey. good. Well, I mean, Kelsey's Kelsey. Yeah. Kelsey's yeah. always gonna be Kelsey. Who's um who's that other speedy receiver that they have? Uh, Michael Blanket. Hartman. Yeah. Yeah, Hartman. This is gonna be have to this is gonna have to be his year where he steps up. Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. With them with them getting rid of Hill, yeah. He he I think they and I think that's the only reason they would get rid of Hill is if they thought he could step up and fill that role for a lower amount of money. Because he's I mean, Hill's good, but he's just a speedy guy. You know, you need if you can get get a guy that gets the space on the defender. Most people in that position are going to be able to to make that. But maybe I'm minimizing his talent because I was going to say I'd be careful the way that you're talking about Tyreek Hill. (laughs) Well, he sat there on his own podcast and said that he was underused and he led the team in receptions. So I don't know. That's crazy. Because where's he? He's at now. He's in Jacks, Miami. 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 That's right. I mean, the yeah. good thing is, no matter where we're sitting week seven, we're going to get a nice little injection right into the arm and the heart of our team, man. D- bring a D-hop back is going to change everything, and it's at a good point. Against the Saints. So we can talk about the offense all we want. Like, I'm honestly worried about the defense. Yep, 100%. Did you see that report about uh, what they came in, like 26th ranked worst secondary in the league or something oh, like no. that? Yeah. It's crazy how year after year, man, they find a way to not get uh, good corners or like secondary players. I mean, Buda Baker is one of the best safeties in the league. I understand that. But that entire time that Patrick Peterson was here, all you had to find was some kind of serviceable guy to fit with them. And they only did it one year, which was Antonio Cromartie, and then he was gone the next year. Yeah. Well, you you don't believe in uh, Murphy? I think I he's still too young and he still has a decent amount to prove, but he, yeah, he's, he's still not consistent nickel. enough, you know? He's more nickel. What about Marco Wilson, the rookie last but, year? But that's what I'm saying. Okay, Byron Murphy is your number one corner now. Who goes with him? He is the number one corner, yeah. I don't know. It's no obviously it's a weak spot on the on the defense. And then you lose Chandler Jones, and Chandler Jones is sitting pretty in in Las Vegas with with uh what's what's the guy out there is it crosby or something i don't know but raiders yeah, pass max crosby. Crosby, yeah. yeah yeah max crosby yeah so you lose him and do you replace him no you don't you draft a, a tight end with the second 
with your second round pick in the draft. So I, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. I think that's probably the weakest point. And then the, the question mark is, well, what is what is Zayvon Collins going to do this year? Is he going to show up? Is he going to be worthy of a first round pick? Is he going to pay off? I don't know. So the, the defense is the biggest question mark. Offense is great. On paper, offense is awesome. You know, even if you take D-Hop out, the offense is still the strong point. But oh, I don't know. Yeah, that, and that's kind of scary, you know. Very scary. <laughs> It'll be like if you're looking when uh, Madden uh, 23 drops or whatever, you're going to see uh, the, the Cardinals offensive ranking is going to be like their ratings going to be like an 88 and their defense is going to be like a 75 <laughs> so, or yeah, some shit. Yeah. Oh, totally. Totally. But that and that's but that's kind of like I I feel like maybe again Mike correct me if I'm speaking out of turn, but I feel like that's what the early Chiefs teams were kind of like with Patrick Mahomes just kind of getting in these shootouts. That notorious uh, game with the Rams where what was it was damn near fifty to fifty, or maybe yeah. more. Yeah, they put up, then you're, oh God, then like you're, 58, you're 55, something like that. You're yeah. comparing Kyler to Patrick Mahomes though, at the same time, and then we don't have a Tyree Kill, and D Hop is never available apparently. But I, I get what you're saying, though, and that might work out. The, if the offense is powerful enough, then we'll, we'll make up for a weak defense. But yeah, defenses, defenses win championships. So, But that's a scary know. prospect of having to get yeah. in a shootout every week versus having a defense you know you can fall back on. But it almost seems like you can't have it both ways anymore. Like You have to either lean all in or the other way because if you kind of sit on the fence, uh, you're just going to be mediocre or average at everything, and you're not going to be able to transcend to get those meaningful play. Cause either on defense, you have to make meaningful stops three and outs or on the offense, yeah. you have to be able to slang it and get touchdowns on every possession. Yeah. Who, who was the closest? I know the Packers had a decent defense. You're like the closest to being like a well-rounded. Yeah. And then 49ers had a very solid defense and they pulled off a miracle to make it a playoffs. What were, what was the Buccaneers defense like that season, that first season with Tom? Very good. That was pretty <laughs> solid, right? Yeah, yeah, they were, they they were the reason team. they won. Yeah, they yeah. were. Like, and that's the thing. Like, you have to have a transcendent player and quarterback even at, like, Tom Brady. But even – I mean, they still had some – like, you can't diminish Mike Evans. I think Chris Godwin was even on the team. Um, they run. They had a, a stacked backfield, if I remember correctly, with Leonard yeah, Fournette. Fournette. And then who was the other cat they had? Or, um, Jones something, right? Yeah, it escapes me. Um, oh, um, Ronald, Ronald Jones, the third. Ronald Jones, mm -hmm. and didn't they even have yeah. uh, they signed Shady McCoy in the later half of the season? That's, that's I don't know like, if he ever really saw the field, but I mean, even just having that name on your roster, like, um, and I think that was pre Gronk, but still, they had Cameron Bray, like, they weren't hurting for offensive weapons. I think oh, it was just the, the, the line was a little shaky, but then, yeah, that defense, like, the, so that's probably that's probably it. Like, that is an example of a pretty well-rounded team. But I would say, with the bit of an asterisk, I love asterisks, um, that Tom, Tom Brady was on the team. You know, you got the GOAT, the best quarterback to ever play the game, a living legend, um, someone that you can hate all you want. I fucking hate him, but you, real recognize real. Like, Tom Brady, man, he's, he's proven it. Cody, I know you hate Tom Brady. Wait, Chris, in that uh, yeah. in that in that Tampa Bay Kansas City game, you were going for the Chiefs in that game, the Super Bowl. Yeah, probably just because of my inner 
inner no i don't know dude because i don't i might have been i might have been to my brady respect i might have been on my respect brady shit because i I didn't think he was gonna leave the patriots so i kind of did give him some props for saying fuck you bill belichick i'm gonna go have fun for the last end of my career ba and and uh what's the other guy but then todd bowles and and byron leftwich i think yeah that's yeah yeah. byron sandwich so that's why i wanted them to win i wanted their coach, their coaching staff is literally the coaching yeah. staff. <laughs> yeah, and true. I'm pretty sure the main piece to the puzzle, Kevin Minter. You guys remember him? I do. Yeah, linebacker. That's the only reason I wanted the Bucks to win. No, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I fucking hate yeah. Kevin Minter, bro. But <laughs> so I'll circle it back. I, um, I yeah, I'm worried about the secondary and who's going to be opposite of Byron Murphy. Um, and then the other big thing, Cody, you touched on it too, is, um, I mean, it's been a while since I've seen anything, but I think the last time that there was kind of any reports that Zayvon Collins and Isaiah Simmons, guys who should be signal callers on defense, weren't calling the plays. And for one of them to not be stepped up into that position yet is cause for concern, especially when you spend first round picks on both of them. Yeah, but Um, I... Isaiah Simmons never called plays though in his college career. That's he was that that Swiss Army knife where he was all over the place. So, but Zayvon Collins, that's what he did in college. So he came in, but he was not good last year. And Jordan Hicks was the one that ended up being the the defensive captain who called all the plays. So Simmons is not going to call the plays. It's going to be Collins, and he's got to show up. So I, I don't know. It's 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 troubling to think about it with. With all those young cats, I mean, Isaiah Simmons needs to have, you know, one of the best. He needs to have his best season this year. It's his third year. He needs to figure it out. But Collins is going to get tested, and it's going to be interesting to watch, I would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I am I am worried about – just worried about a lot of things with the Cardinals. I'm worried about the defense throughout the year. I'm worried about the first six games, how they show – their reserve and how they can, you know, sounds like Cliff has a plan that they've put in place. Up, uh, it sounds like it almost sounds like he's saying insinuating they have somewhat like two different game plans. Like this is the playbook we're going to run without Hop, and then once Hop gets back, these are the plays we're going to add in and maybe drop some other ones. Um, or maybe it's just playing with his Instagram girlfriend. Who's that? Oh, Cliff. Cliff. I don't know her fucking name. Yeah, I don't know. Just all these pictures came out with. Kingsbury and some some young chick. No, but the, the bigger problem, I think the biggest problem the Cardinals have, and the biggest problem I have with the Cardinals right now is why the fuck have you not signed Kyler Murray? I know well, like I, I think it's coming, man. It's coming, right? Because Yeah. I did I did drop that on uh on you on Twitter a few weeks back that it, it was like there was this this is a normal it July is like the normal time that they would uh yeah, right. That they would do something game. like this, right? Yeah, they're gonna sign. You know, we all know they're gonna sign him. Yeah, I got a bet going with Greg. Secret. Oh, what's I the a, bet? I got a bet going with Greg. He threw out July fourteenth. He said specific day, and I said if if it's that, I got you lunch. If not, you're paying for my shit. Ju- <laughs> so July fourteenth, you said. Circle your calendars. July fourteenth. Here. So this is this is just for Cody right here, uh, since he brought it up. Um, 
talking about Cliff Kingsbury. Apparently, uh, he's enjoying his <laughs> offseason in uh, Croatia. And uh, he's with his girlfriend. Is it is it on the screen? Okay. Let the man live, bro. Every, oh, wait, you gotta no. go to Croatia every once in a while, you know? Veronica Bellic. Is that Nico Bellic's or Nico Bellic's <laughs> sister? It's gotta be. Oh my god, Nico, Chris, you're gonna get us you're gonna Nico, get us Nico Bellic. Oh no, yeah, is still watching? Take that down. You're, you're gonna get a strike on <laughs> oh, us. Oh, this bro. is this is Cliff Kingsbury. This is Cliff right here. No, this is for sports and entertainment purposes. Exactly, Davey. Let the man enjoy his time off. <laughs> well, I, mean, I, I agree. Training, I ca- training camp's going to be let here, the man too. Live. I was just kidding. Let the man live. <laughs> what are you just kidding about, Cody? You don't when want I Cliff Kingsbury to enjoy no, his... I wanted his model girlfriend. I was, I was joking. <laughs> How does that happen? I wonder, I'm like... Confused. Like I know, like Cliff, Cliff Kingsbury. A lot of people say he's a he's a good looking cat. Like, no problem. That's that's fine. I understand that. But like, how did he just all of a sudden like find himself hitting up this girl? Like, do you think it was she was what? What if she was watching the NFL draft and saw him uh, in 2020 when he was laying back on his white silk like, couch? Oh, that's a nice house. And, and yeah, right. Um, you know the outside and the the fireplace and just looking nice but, and luxurious. And she was like, that's the guy. That's yeah. the guy I need to go and DM. But have you ever heard of that name? Wasn't a. Never heard of it. <laughs> but uh, she is still on here. She um, fixed her name though. <laughs> Props to Brandon. Yeah, well, I'm proud of you. She did. But, but Kingsbury, didn't he date uh, Jessica Simpson? Do you guys remember that? Cliff? Yeah. I don't care who he dates, man. Come well, on. Well, it doesn't, bro. Doesn't keep matter. It no. You know what like, I'm keeping answer, tabs on? Freaking well, finishing the season strong, bro. That's what I'm talking about. That's you what know, I'm you know how to. You know how Cliff does it? You know how Cliff does it? It's because it, it even said it in the it, – it, it hinted it in the um, headline because it says model girlfriend. But clearly, she's not a real model. She's just an Instagram model. Um, like all these girls think they're models today. But So that means – you know what that means? That's Cliff is model. just sliding – into dms left and right cliff is in all the dms he's just he scrolling through any dms come on bro girls don't give a shit about uh what you're like oh that you're the coach of the cardinals they want to know how much fucking paper you have so they he slides into oh, their dms and then they look and say like oh he looks like he's living the life the lifestyle he ha- he's going on lavish vacation so then they see that it has nothing to do with his profession they don't give a fuck what's davy saying Hey dog, you make money off photos there of your mom. Business well, strategy right there. Instagram, it's, an Instagram model. <laughs> it's 2022, man. I'm saying there's too many outlets for, yeah. for for models. It's not just the ones that are on I mean, the cover I mean, of no, Maxim anymore. Yeah, no hate at all. I mean, that's totally fine. Cody, yeah. we know you're not hating. We're just oh, no. I mean, nobody it. thinks you're hating, <laughs> except for Sabrina. You bet. You, you better Sabrina's be careful hating. with Sabrina. Because she knows what you said, and she knows that you didn't wear sunscreen. You son oh, of a bitch. That's the biggest sin of them all, is not wearing sunscreen. I'm putting it on right now. That's not going to help. Straight up. Oh, God. Shit. Did you see how sweaty Cody's ass was? What the fuck? I think, I think, what are you talking about? What the fuck was Co- that? That was on the golf course. Oh, my God. I wish Dude, I could. It was hot and it was humid. What, what do you mean? <sighs> And I, 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 I wore light color shorts. Leave me alone. I wish I could pull oh, that up on the stream right now. Damn, I'm sorry. 
Yeah, you just, just put it up to your uh, put it up to your camera, Chris. Oh, should I do that? Yeah, okay. Let me try it. Let me try it. Oh my, Cody, God. is this okay with you? <laughs> do you need to sign a waiver? Oh, dang, was man, it, was it that bad? Damn. Oh lord, those cheeks are soaked, bro. Oh no. I feel like it wasn't as hot today as it was last week, too. I mean, uh, like, no, it was hot. It was, hot it, was it was the humidity that'll get you. Yeah. It's definitely yeah. the humidity. Yeah, thanks for that. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. That's nice. Yeah. All right. It, you, know, you know, um, what are you guys doing for the fourth? Anything special? Great question. I uh I don't have any plans. Nothing. Cody, Solid. you're coming. You're, you're coming back to town on Monday, right? Yeah, I'm going to Flagstaff. Heck yeah! Uh, I think tomorrow night, and then we're coming back on Monday from the fourth. Sweet. We got uh, Grant's coming into town from California, so we're gonna spend some time with him. I'm excited to see him. Nice, nice. That'll nice. be a good time for sure. Well, cool. Yeah, I hope everyone enjoys a nice long weekend. You want to wrap it up here? Yeah, let's do it. Cool. Well, we got it all in. Uh, maybe next time when we do this, uh, Kevin Durant will be in a Suns uniform. <laughs> maybe, That's maybe hell. not. We got a we got a regular recording coming up. Um, we'll talk about that uh, once the broadcast ends here. But uh, yeah, thank you all for tuning in. This has been another installment of the Heat Check Podcast Live. We're going to try and hit you with one of these at least once a week. Uh, check out the regular uh, least scheduled podcast once a month. All this will be available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, as well as right here on YouTube if you're still watching now or watching back on the play playback. Thank you so much. We'll catch you next time. Wait, shout out Davey. You and Matt got to oh. do your own podcast. Shout out <laughs> Chevin for joining us. Uh, he does um, He does his own podcast with some of his friends, Dynasty Rewind. Go check them out. And then shout out sabrina we love you guys thanks sabrina. for joining us yes yes thank you this was a, this was a great this was a great podcast great shout outs um hope you all come back next time and spread the word i think that's it peace <laughs>